I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. Greetings from Stockholm, Bratislava and Amsterdam. My name is Henrik. And I'm David and you're listening to the Check Your Facts podcast again, I hope. So Henrik, what happened in Sweden last night? <laughs> Nothing out of the ordinary, I assure you. Are you absolutely sure about that? <laughs> well, I haven't asked Donald Trump about it and he does seem to have some wicked intel on Sweden. Um, but yeah, I'm quite sure. But you, you know you, you know those funny websites with a question and a static answer like uh, it's Friday yet and it says like no it's it's not and you go another day and again it's Friday no it's not yet so and all week until it's Friday it actually says yes you know yeah what about them <laughs> well you should do uh, a website like that what happened in Sweden last night. And with the answer, nothing. <laughs> yeah. uh, only, only the answer will be there like Monday to Sunday, like for, like always. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I should have a newsletter, probably. <laughs> yes, yes, and, and definitely newsletter. That that'd be a great idea. And uh, as you mentioned, the newsletters. I think it's time to introduce our our today's like the next guest. Uh, Nikki Hoffland, I hope I'm saying uh, <laughs> it right. So welcome, Nikki. Thank you. Well, your pronunci pronunciation is okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Thank you. That's a great start. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you, yeah. Do you know why did we invite you? Well, I heard that you're talking about newsletters, so I happen to know quite a lot about it. So I think I think that was the link. I have a hunch for newsletters. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's amazing. So uh, tell us, uh, we said in the beginning you're in Amsterdam, but you're uh, like exactly where? Uh, we're exactly in Utrecht, um, which is in the middle of the Netherlands. Um, but I'm in the office of uh, of Refu, the company that I work for. Okay, and so what do you do there? Um, I'm a product owner for, uh, for Refu. And uh, what we do is that we um, have a tool that creates personal newsletters. So, um, wow, that sounds have... amazing. Yeah, like automated, <laughs> personalized newsletters. Um, well, it's not really automated, but it's really focused on people who want to curate and who want to send out a, a weekly digest to, uh, to their followers. So we're mostly used by journalists, but also photographers, food bloggers, tech people, well, well, the thought leaders. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the, the the obvious question comes up like, okay, so we have Mailchimp, uh, we have uh, what's the we, we have Tiny Letter, which is like uh, part of Mailchimp. Also, Nuzzle yeah. is sending yeah. newsletters like quite personalized uh, as of like a few months ago. Yeah. So, what's 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 your pitch? Um, Why should we use your your product? Well, if you look at Mailchimp, for example, um, Mailchimp is really focused on business. And I think they did a great job by buying Tiny Letter back in the days. But you also see that Tiny Letter doesn't really get updated very, very often. And our proposition is, is newsletters for personal people. So not really, we're, we don't focus on businesses. We don't focus on business features. We really focus on those people like you and me who are inside of the train and don't have a lot of time and just want to get their newsletter out in 10 to 15 minutes. So that's actually what we are focusing on. 
and uh, for example, Nuzzle, I think Nuzzle is an automated newsletter that scrapes the hottest articles and then sends it out to your friends. Uh, I think, yeah, that's, that's a, a different solution. We believe more in curation because we, we feel that there's so much, there are so many articles and there's so much interesting stuff to read. But I would prefer that if I, if I know, for example, Hendrik already, always has good stories and I would prefer to follow Hendrik than to go search for that stories myself. So I think that's how, how uh, Review was born. It was actually born, it was created by Martijn de Kuiper and Martijn was a big fan of uh, Benedict Evans. And due to the, to the time difference that, that we have here in, in Holland and with the States, uh, he missed a lot of those articles and he got very frustrated because he always had to scan his Twitter to, to be up to date with the stuff that he shared because he, he really liked what he shared. Um, and then he noticed that uh, Benedict Evans had a newsletter, but he was using, I don't remember what he was using, but he was using like one of those very big tools, um, which was not really made for, for a personal newsletter. So that inspired him to, to create something that's easy, quick and does the job, which most of us are just looking for. I think we can, like the, the good thing about MailChimp, for example, is that you can edit every single pixel which is amazing, I think, by edit by being able to edit everything. That's yeah, it's, it's there are people whose job it is to create a newsletter, and I think for those people, Mailchimp is fantastic. But there's also people that that prefer to focus on the content and not on the way that it should look like, uh, and and those are mostly people that start using us. I see, and uh, we we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. So, uh, Henrik, I think we should tell why we are speaking of newsletters first. Yeah. Uh, do you guys remember year 2014? There was an article that sparked quite a debate yeah. in the media world. It was by David Carr, who said uh, newsletters are not dead yet. They yeah. are actually resurrecting. Uh, so, well, Henrik, what's your thoughts? Yeah, that was very spot on, of course. And uh, it just so happens to be that like in 2014 was also the year when mobile finally defeated desktop as the go-to uh, device for reading, well, I mean, reading almost everything, uh, like browsing internet and also uh, reading email. Uh, so, um, yes, it's like, uh, it's, I, I guess it's taken a few years, at least in in, in the northern Europe, like in, in Scandinavia. Um, it it actually just started like last year uh, that publishers wanted to focus more on email newsletters because even though um, I would say that the resurgence started, the resurrection started in 2014, like the beginning, middle of 2014. Um, but as always, at least that's my opinion, as always when it comes to journalism and publicists, uh, publishers, it always takes a few years for these um, like tech improvements to, to reach our sector. Okay, and so um, now we're talking to Nikki about newsletters because, uh, well, as she said, she she works for a... Is, is, it a, is it a startup or are you considering yourself a company already? No, we what? are really a startup. We're a five five people uh, uh, company, <laughs> so really small. And you're also uh, um, 
quite new member of the Digital Journalism Rocks community. Yes, I am. Yeah. I am. And you were yeah. surprised when you uh, joined. Yeah. Why? Why wasn't there a newsletter channel? Exactly. <laughs> it's like if you look at our Slack channel, it's full with newsletter that every newsletters that everybody finds. You know, it's like once once a day somebody shares. Okay, you should really subscribe to this one, and. It's like, you know, we, we, of course, it's our job, but it's also, it's something that I also do with my friends, for example. We have here in the Netherlands, we have the Trump Daily. And it's, uh, it's, it's as we are, are in time difference, of course, in the Netherlands, it tells you what happened during the night with Trump, uh, which is amazing because I don't have to read the news anymore. I just received the Trump Daily. So I tell all my friends to subscribe. And um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I missed that. I thought journalism... Come on, we are all about newsletters currently. Why isn't there a newsletter channel? Yeah, and we... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... and then everybody laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but but it got created, so that's a good yeah. start, it, it, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, because yeah. So the only one who we are uh, quite a few members who have asked this very same question, but but no one until you came along has actually accepted the uh, <laughs> proposition to become a channel rockstar, um, which is like the administrator of the channel. So um, when you got the question... Maybe maybe we should we should explain a little bit for those who don't know the Digital Journalism Rocks Slack channel, yeah. uh, Slack group. So there are like these different channels, which are like uh, audio, uh, VR, uh, graphics, design, whatever. <clears throat> and all of them have uh, a rock star, someone who, who takes care of the um, dis discussions, comments, sparks, a debate. And uh, so, so Nikki is the, the rock star, the, the editor of the newsletter channel. Yeah. yeah. In, 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 the, in the Slack group. <laughs> the brand new one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're off to a very, a very good start. We have already ha had some... Uh, great discussions in the channel yeah yeah i i, I think I, I asked the question why why do you think newsletters are crucial for journal for journalists and it was very interesting to see everybody's opinion so wh wh what what were the the answers you liked or the the, the most debated um well we we uh, just did research on this at Refu uh, because we find this very interesting. This is whole uh, movement towards newsletters that journalists are going. And one of the things that we found that I'm that I'm very surprised with is that um, that journalists say that they're more followed as a person than that they're followed by the publication. So, for example, you and I. Uh, the journalist is already aware that I follow you as a person and I don't just follow you because you are part of that publication. I find that a very big shift. So I was wondering if anybody already noticed that, but most of the responses were about indeed, the, the, the coming up of mobile and the fact that you should engage with your audience so it's it's easier to to get a response. You get a, I think currently we do have a different, a different um, connection with journalists. Journalists are not that far out of our reach anymore. We can send them stories, we can tweet them, we can respond to their stories. It's, it's more interactive, and I think a newsletter really helps doing that. Hmm. Yeah, because it, it, it feels like, to me, um, of course, um, there are like two, two answers or, or like two philosophies that are, that are um, often 
um, pointed out when when we ask people, when you ask people, like, why do you think the newsletters are are, uh, are resurrecting? And one of them is is that you know the connection that you are talking about, and also from, from yeah. a journalist's point of view, because that makes total sense to me that you know people feel more connected because it's like in their own inbox; they don't have to go to the web page. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So there, but but from the other point of view, um, personally, I don't think it makes um, as much sense when journalists say that they have. A better connection to the readers, but that's also because I'm a pretty technical guy. So my mm. answer is always that it's 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 a technical answer. It's like it's much easier today to check your email in your mobile phone and like follow a link in an email uh, yeah. on mobile. Which well, I a few years sorry. Ago. No, sorry. Well, if I I just talked to uh, I had an interview this week with the guy who creates the Daily Trump because he grew uh, in six days he grew around seventeen thousand uh, subscribers and he now Whoa. has around thirty five subscribe thirty five thousand subscribers in a few weeks. Um, so I found I found this. Sorry. We have twelve <laughs> in the check your facts. <laughs> 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 but not thousand. <laughs> yeah. So I was very interested in his story. And one of the things that he said was uh, that he received around 100 responses per week on his newsletter. Wow. And the responses that he gets are the things that he will write upon next time. You know, so it also gives him really like a feeling. Yeah, it's like it's like a feeling of what is actually um, what what do we worry about? What do we care about? What do we want to read more about? You know, so for him, it's actually also inspiration for for the stuff that he's going to write. That's quite surprising because I don't think I have ever hit the reply button on a newsletter. How about you? Do, when you, I guess that all of us are um, su subscribing to a lot of newsletters, um, being journalists and all. But how about you, Nikki or David? Do you? Do you reply? Have you ever replied? To I, I have, yeah. Me too, I actually. Have. Yeah. Not 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 much, but uh, when there was a like a straightforward uh, request, or I seen um, like a mistake in the newsletter, like hey, you should uh, correct this because you know the link is not working or something like that. But it's like it was like maybe three replies to newsletters in the last three years so it's uh, basically very small yeah response well, I, rate. I replied for example with um, um with a contradictory article so somebody shared an article and i found an article or read an article that was actually um yeah it was it was it, it was very it's like was like a different point of view so i shared it with with him to to show like hey i also saw this i think you might find it interesting so it's more about sharing content or adding content uh, than, than really ask, uh, responding to a question or something. Th that's, really, that's a really interesting uh, aspect because I haven't even really thought about it, you know, because y just because I am, I'm, not, um, I'm not doing it myself as a user. Um, mm. Of course you could now that you mention it, it, like, it makes total sense. And as a reader, like if, if I follow a journalist, um, and I subscribe to a newsletter, then of course that that would you know that makes total sense to just reply to that newsletter and and um, you know tell the journalist what I think about yeah. her, her um, articles or like um, if I want to recommend some other article or something. 
Well, I think something something different that's also that has also helped the the, um, the relationship between, or that also has helped journalists to even start a newsletter has been the, the current clickbait uh, SEO 400 uh, signs on Twitter. Um, I mean, we were going towards uh, a movement where where content is is yeah. I mean, shouldn't be too negative about it, but the things that win are the things that score the best. And it's mostly not the most interesting article. I mean, I always read BuzzFeed and I love BuzzFeed, but I didn't learn anything from it. And I think that's also an opportunity for the journalists to to jump the, the clickbait and, and jump ahead uh, about, yeah, I don't know. It's like a direct communication channel that you have. Um, it feels a little bit like now we've, we've covered all of the pros or at least some of the pros of email newsletters, but what are the cons of email newsletters? What are the cons? Uh, Isn't there like um, the, uh, I read Bloomberg, I think yesterday or was it today, uh, regarding the Snap IPO. And they said like Snapchat is so great for young people because it's, it's frictionless. So you log on with your like uh, mobile phone, you're there, everything is like connected, it's super easy to, 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 to use. And for a newsletter, you, you have to provide your email address, you have to confirm your email address. And then, mm. so, so like there are a lot of steps, it's not a, a one click sign up or, or anything like that. At least I have not seen the, a one-click sign-up yet. Well, I think I think the con is the fact that Gmail, for example, changes the rules and regulations so often. So it's it it lands in your spam. It lands in your uh, in your other folders. In Dutch, we call it reclama. I don't know what it's called. In uh, it's like a folder that has all the a promotions tab. I think it's called promotions. Yes, yes. Promotion. So it's 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 filtering. Uh, it's it's filtering it out, and that's and that's I think very difficult for newsletters, because not everybody sees it. Because Gmail, for example, tries to filter it out. But you is know, that a con? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, actually, I'm also in uh, charge of the newsletters for our newsroom. Uh, so like, if anyone replies, the the newsletter like the reply comes to me, and uh, I get like once in a week or once in two weeks like. Uh, 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 an email saying, "Oh, I um, subscribe to your newsletter, but I cannot see it anymore." And uh, I say, "Like, have you checked your spam box?" And oh yeah, it's like like 99% of the time, it's like, yeah, it ended up somehow in your spam. Yeah, that's. I think that's very difficult. Yeah, and also, um, like you mentioned, Nikki, when you talked about Mailchimp, that the, it's it's a lot of like, if we could call it pixel perfection. Um, yeah. it's, it's like impossible to to design a pixel perfect <laughs> yeah. newsletter because you have so yeah. many different email clients. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's why um, some people choose to use a, a fixed template, so they don't create their own template, but they use the template that's created by the company, whatever company that may be. But that's that's what we hear very often that people just want people just want to make sure that it looks good no matter where it is opened um and i think that's indeed a very important thing because yeah, it's very difficult 
It is, and it's a uh, it's an interesting aspect. I, I we had a uh, before the the newsletter channel was created in the digital journalism rocks community. Mm-hmm. We had a brief discussion in the design channel about the design of the outlines uh, newsletter. You know the outline. Um, this what's his name? The guy who created the uh, Joshua Topolsky. Yeah. Mm. Um, so. I noticed one day that that from from one newsletter to uh, to another, um, they're sent sent pretty infrequently, like a few times a week, I think. Mm. And from one from one to another, uh, they changed the design pretty drastically from from a quite you know well not complex design, but but to a very very clean stripped design. I would say like a brutalized design. Um, yeah. I think that it was only temporary because then they changed back. So it might have been just an A-B test or whatever. Um, but yeah. it's, it sparked a pretty in- interesting discussion uh, about the design of newsletters and that we, uh, there were a, um, a few of us within the community who, who had noticed that, that um, a lot of others, uh, other companies had done the same thing, changed mm. to, a, to a cleaner, um, simplified design. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it really depends on what what you find important. And I don't think a newsletter should, I don't think it's necessary to have this, this, um, yeah, I don't know how to explain, but it's like, it's all about the content, you're sharing content. And I think that should be that should be number one. And sometimes we lose ourselves. I mean, I've had the same, I've also created newsletters for my previous startup. I also used Mailchimp, and I loved to get the Pixel Perfect uh, template. You know, like changing this, changing that, and in the end, you look at the clock, and it's six o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can totally lose yourself in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a trend towards more clean design. I know we use a more clean design because we, yeah, we we really focus on content and not really on on visuals. Um, but I, I could I couldn't tell you anything about that if that's actually a trend or. And and what's your take on uh, like uh, design uh, like not uh, not design but newsletter strategy? So uh, for example, the the famous Quartz newsletter mm-hmm. is all written. They 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 say they they don't not really expect uh, that much of like click throughs from the the newsletter. So it's like a content a product of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of the newsrooms look at the newsletter like a gateway for the people, uh, for the for the readers to get to the website. Yeah. And uh, then there are the like the third category, but it's not like um, journalism related, but still it's like promotions. So yeah. it's, you get only like a nice picture, and you supposed to click on it or like go shopping because like there is yeah. a promotion so what, what do you think are the trends or who, who what what sh- what should we like do or what best practices well i i couldn't tell you what to do but i i do see a very clear distinction between the promo newsletter like the marketing tool and the branding newsletter so like the the the, the more personal newsletter you see also for example in the netherlands that some of the big companies have someone who does the newsletter and he's actually the person who's sending it out with his head, with his name, with on his title. So at least in the Netherlands, that's something that's getting quite, um, yeah, the more personal, the better. Um, and if you look at the click-through that you said, it's uh, something that we also find. There are, 
there are not a lot of newsletters where the click-through is very high, actually. Because most of the, if I look at myself, when I read a newsletter, I read the content. And there, if, if there's, for example, an, an, a more interesting article behind the newsletter, I sometimes click on it. But most of the times, I think the newsletter is already to explain maybe what the article is about. So I don't even have to read it anymore. Nice. So, so yeah. you take the newsletter as a piece of content. And yeah. if it got you interested, like really, really, you go yeah. deeper, but you're exactly. expecting to get uh, uh, the basic information from the newsletter, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I expect to have a summary of whatever he finds interesting and why he finds it interesting. Okay. But I think it also depends, of course, the newsletters. There's also a lot of newsletters who just share links and say, hey, you should read this, which is also fine. But I, I personally prefer the newsletters that I can read in the morning and that can get me up to date, you know, so that I don't have to scroll through my Twitter feed anymore. I don't have to, I didn't miss anything because I'm sure that those four newsletters make sure that I, I know everything that happened. Mm. Well, actually there was a, there was a uh, experiment, let's say, uh, a guy in Slovakia who did, uh, his, he called it news filter. Uh, he sent out um, a written uh, newsletter. So like uh, quartz like, uh, mm -hmm. the, so he selected the, the most important news, uh, some of them he commented on, but it took him like hours to do this. He did this daily for a few mm. months um, and, and then he uh, went on, he did it daily, then he did it like weekly and uh, somewhere in the middle a, a, a medium like a newspaper got interested so they thought, okay, so come do this for us. But like mm -hmm. in the end, they, they gave up on the daily basis on this because mm. it was I would say it was like um, uh, didn't have the ROI, um, yeah. uh, like the, the instant ROI yeah. at, at least. So so because for that's example, not measurable. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yeah, really. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that's actually that's that's my question. Like if you have the quartz, they have like. I don't know, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of subscribers. And yeah. so they can um, monetize uh, the newsletter like better. Uh, yeah. But they also put a lot of time into doing the newsletter, into like yeah. working it up. So what 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 would be the like best um, scenario like to... Well, we, we are currently looking at, or I'm, I'm currently investigating um, uh, the, the different opportunities for people to make money with their newsletter. Okay. I think that if somebody would subscribe and pay like a euro per month to get a newsletter, um, I think this would already really help the people sending out. So I'm, I'm actually currently investigating this theme because it's something that we find very interesting because it's a piece of content. And I don't know if you know Blendle, for example. Yes. Uh, Blendle is a, it's a, it's a Dutch startup and they, they are a platform that offer pay per article. So you pay like per article that you read. So you can read every single newspaper in the Netherlands and also around the world, there are quite a lot of newspapers connected to it. And you actually pay uh, six or seven cents per article from whatever magazine or, or um, newspaper that you, uh, that you read. Yeah, it's usually described as a Spotify for uh, newspapers, yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah well, Spotify is a bit difficult different because you have like a monthly fee and this is really per article but um yeah I, I think 
I think we're going that way. And I think we have had a time where we didn't pay for the stuff that we use. <laughs> and that we're going more towards respecting also the work that someone put in. I mean, I have my, my Netflix, I have my, my Spotify, I have my Blendle account. I, I mostly pay for all the content that I get. And if I don't pay for it, then there's a very big banner that makes sure that they, that they make some money with it. But I, I find that for newsletters, a very interesting theme because I think it would help a lot of newsletter owners who are putting a lot of time and effort in it, but don't get, uh, maybe they do get the ROI, but it could, could give them a little bit more maybe. I was also thinking when you said uh, when you when you said about the ROI, um, the, the the daily Trump guy there he is again. But I just did the interview, so <laughs> it's very top of mind still. It's okay. But he he told me that um, usually he would get around 300 people per month um, that follow him on Twitter, and now it's more than a thousand per month per, oh, per per month or per week. No, I think it was per week. And now it's more than a thousand, so it, it three doubles after sending out this newsletter. So it also depends what is your ROI. You know, is it is it because you want to gain Twitter followers? Is it because you want to gain thought leadership? Is it because you want to make sure that people click to your website? I think I think not every goal is very um, is a very good goal for a newsletter. Yeah, and uh, also you know, I mean that could be applied to social media as well because the strategy exactly. strategy has, has for, for quite some time um, from publishers I mean it's been like um, Facebook and Twitter and, and all these social media accounts they are for promoting articles so they are only yeah. only looking at um, like click-through rate how many people are actually uh, visiting the webs website how many are clicking clicking on the articles that we share on social media but now um, at, at least, you know, I have noticed, uh, um, I, I, I'm not the only one who have noticed this, but, but I mean, um, it's, a, it's a big shift these past years um, that more and more publishers are actually using social media platforms for brand awareness more yep. than trying to, to gain yeah. some more clicks. Um, yeah, I think we're learning from it. And for if you look at newsletters, for example, the, the newsletter becomes the publication. And I think that's also what Facebook tried to do with the instant articles. So Facebook is trying to become the publication instead of the gateway. And I think that's something that with newsletters really work works. I mean, there are a lot of publications that are the main publications for, if you look at the Daily Skim, for example, or Lenny Letters or newsletter from the Skim. I also love to skip. <laughs> or Clover. I mean, they they are the publication. They are not one gateway towards. I mean, you know, it's not about the click through. They they are, they are the medium. Yeah. I think that's that's the biggest shift now. So, which are your your? I mean, we've all, we've already mentioned a few newsletters, but which are your f absolute favorite newsletters that you would recommend our listeners to subscribe? <laughs> Um, I have to search what the name is, but I, I'm really big fan of, of Lenny, uh, Lenny's, Lenny's letters of uh, Lena Dunham. Um, yeah. and I'm a really big fan also, uh, of the daily skim, <laughs> of course, <laughs> uh, I follow Clover, Clover letter. Um, I of course have quartz. I follow the daily Trump, but that one is in Dutch. I have a few Dutch ones. I also have 
the uh, one one from Blendel that's that is um, it's a very funny way because we are having elections in the midst of March so it's it's helping it's really focused on youth and it's like a funny way to explain youth what's happening so for example um, if there's a theme so like the Trump ban then 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 their newsletter is about the Trump ban and then they say so what did all the politicians said about the Trump ban? Well, this politician was actually demonstrating. Here's a picture of him. This politician said this, sent this tweet. You know, it's like it's like a funny way to interact with, with youngsters and and get them enthusiastic about uh, politics. I really like that one. Geez, there's so many, so many. <laughs> I, I have one, but I can't find the name. I think her name is Cleo, but I don't. And and she, what she does is that she always gets gets a theme, and then she says. Well, if you're a pro, then you would probably say this. And this is actually what the opposite of the people would say. To give you, not the opposite, but this is like the... Um, oh, I see. So, you understand what I mean? So it's yeah, like, so, this is... so they, they want, she wants, or, or he or whatever, uh, wants to uh, get you out of your like filter bubble, kind of. Yeah, I really like Like opinion that bubble, right? Yeah, exactly. So that you also hear, because we are in a filter bubble, and uh, it's very important that you also hear what other people could say about the subject. But I can't find the name. I have to uh, send that later to you. Can't find oh, it. Now. Okay, definitely do that. Henrico, <laughs> how about you? Uh, you're you're a newsletter fanboy, definitely. So yeah. give give us your top five. Um, I have a um, I would consider in Inside as one because I I subscribe to a lot of Inside. Uh, you know you know the 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 inside.com yeah. It, yeah yeah it's an amazing model they have uh, yeah i love and and actually i subscribe to quite a bit too many um at the beginning um but I, <laughs> you know i i i noticed that you know, I, i'm not really interested in in like inside daily brief brief or whatever i like the inside amazon inside facebook inside yeah. vr ar those one and I I'm also subscribing to the inside snap now um, that the IPO is out and um, also I'm a sucker for the medium daily digest because mm. you know, I mean, it, sometimes it's like I can't I can't open a medium daily digest because I know that I'm I'm gonna have to read at least five of the articles in there right so I, right the same with me <laughs> yeah. so I, ca I can't I can't open this email until tonight because I don't have time to read all of these great articles um, and of course the skim the skim is like I would say that's the number one for me like, it's amazing and also um, this journalist called Rachel Shalom, Shalom, I think, Shalom, I don't know if, oh. if I'm pronouncing it oh. right, but, but she has a, a, an email newsletter called Best in Visual Storytelling. Oh, oh. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm subscribing to that as of like one week ago. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, hasn't anyone like put it up in the Slack? Uh, Could be, I, I, yeah. I Could think um, I've got it from there. I, yeah, I did it. I, um, I recommended it in, I don't remember what channel it was like um design data yeah, anyway tdj database or something database visualization or design perhaps it's a very very good email newsletter if you're interested in in visual storytelling so i found some for some I, i'm just going through my uh, my my email box and i'm subscribed to do the to the digest of ryan hoover the ceo of product hunt okay um, 
That's actually a quite funny one also. And I'm subscribed to Charged from uh, from Owen, um, that I also really like. And I'm subscribed to Azim Azar, but that's that's a really techy one. That's uh, like really innovation going towards the future where everything is robots. <laughs> but it's it's a good it's I re I would really recommend it. The one of Azim Azar. You have to send me a link Did later. I will, I will. And the last one is My Little Paris, because I. I, I really, it's, it, it teaches us Dutch women who don't have a lot of style to be a Parisian, par Parisian woman. And I, no, I really like it. Did you it. just say us, 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 us women in Netherlands who don't get, don't have style, really? Yeah, 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 because we're always on our bike. So it's more important that we, uh, we're comfortable than that we look good. Ah, I see, I see where you get it. Okay, okay. How about you, yeah. David? Which ones are your... Um, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a total sucker for uh, all medium and journalism related newsletters, and uh, so I, I subscribe, for example, to the CNN Reliable Sources, uh, American uh, Institute, I think, American Journalism Institute. I'm not sure now, uh, but oh, I'll, the, I'll, 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 I know that one. Yeah. Yes, that's that's a daily. I think yeah, Monday, I Friday. Obviously, quartz uh, and uh, actually, I, I I do 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 one thing when I find something interesting, a website or a person. Mm -hmm. I'm looking not for the social follows, but I'm looking for the newsletter subscribes because I know when I subscribe to the newsletter, it will end up in my inbox uh, because in my Twitter feed or my Facebook feed, it will just get lost. Yeah. So the newsletters are like uh, my my archive of everything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, I mean, we talked about a, a lot about you know the pers personal touch of newsletters, and just the other day I got a uh, an an email. You know, it's an it was a newsletter that I subscribed to, but you know I very very infrequently actually opened the uh, the email. So I got got this email which says. Um, Okay, we're shutting down or something. I don't remember. And I would say, what are you shutting down the the newsletter? But no, it was a, a personal email for me. It was like um, we we noticed that you don't open our uh, newsletters for quite. Oh a time. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're sorry to have to let you go, but um, please subscribe again. Uh, if yeah. This was a mistake or, or something. And you know, I really <laughs> like that gesture. This nice. is one of our most asked features, Henrik. Oh really? <laughs> really, really. Wow. Yeah, but why would you send something to someone who's not reading it? It's like it's not mass. It's not mass sending anymore. It's yeah. It's a personal connection. I like it. Yeah. It's scary. Did it scare you? <laughs> like, <"Whoa." laughs> no, it didn't scare me at all. Uh, because you know, <laughs> I mean, I know it's automated. So uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've already given them my email. Uh, so no, yeah, I liked it. Uh, yeah, and cool. Nikki, and do you have some like best practices for us, like um, uh, as as you work in the newsletter in industry, as <laughs> if I can call it like that? Uh, there's all always these questions like, oh, so how should I promote my newsletter? How should I get subscribers to my newsletter? When yeah. should I send the newsletter? And what should I write in the newsletter? I think these yeah. four questions, right, Henry? Yeah. Yeah. It's like if we <laughs> if we just uh, uh, imagine that there's a, a newly um, started podcast with 
with just 12 newsletter <laughs> subscribers, how would that podcast um, promote the newsletter? Theoretically. Theoretically speaking. Well, uh, we get this question a lot, and it's a very difficult question, of course, because it's not a formula that you can copy-paste, of course. But I think it's very important that you stand out so that you have, you know, when, when I, for example, say, yeah, there's this newsletter that gets one theme and then says, this is the pro and this is, this. I don't even know the name of the newsletter. But if I tell people, it's, it's a very clear value proposition that they, that they offer. And I think it's very important that um, as, as a newsletter, you have your, your value proposition and that people know that if they want to know something about Snapchat, they should actually... Uh, follow your newsletter and I think once you get that very very clear then also the distribution will become a lot easier it's actually the same as product development I would say nice that's at least how how I how I see it and and yeah once again I don't think there's there's a copy paste recipe I think um, we are trying to uh, to help people to to spread their newsletter a lot easier um, where we're building different features for that so that people can, for example, tweet from the newsletter or, you know, like copy-paste uh, a sentence that somebody said. Or it, There's there's different things that, as a product, we can do to, to help. Um, but I think, yeah, I always tend to hope that it comes naturally when, when you've hit the right value proposition or the right message. Yeah, perhaps we, we will abandon MailChimp and come to you instead. <laughs> Well, we'll if you do, then uh, let me give you uh, a code to uh, to try it for free for a few months. <laughs> okay, <that's laughs> Henrik, we, I think we should try it. Yeah, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we are sort of running out of time. I just have one last question, if it's okay with you, David, if I ask the last question this time. Go, go, yeah. go for it. <laughs> Five years ago, the email newsletter was dead. Yeah. So, what what will be the state of the email newsletter in five years from now? Um. Well, I can't really say it as email newsletter, like how I see email newsletters, but how we see, well. What, what we feel is that it's moving more and more towards interactivity so that it becomes even more important to have interaction with, um, with, with the person sending. So whether you can like or comment on, on something that somebody shared in the newsletter, we, we're not very sure about that one, but we feel that it's becoming more and more interactive. So I would say in, in, in five years, it's even more interactive. Um, something else let me see in five years is also that i think if we look at the few for example the new the newsletter tool is is just a way to to make sure that content gets created so we see ourselves not mainly as a newsletter tool but also as a as a way for people to discover great content and i don't know if in five years the newsletter still exists in the current form but i do think that people that it will help people to curate content and to follow um, more on an individual basis than on than on publication basis. I don't know if I if I make myself clear in that, but I, I don't I don't know if if the newsletter tools will still exist. 
maybe maybe we'll become more um, curation tools that, that you can follow one person wherever you want to read it. Why why should you only be able to read it in your in your inbox? Nice. I don't know. I, I I feel it's not per se newsletters. I think per, newsletters is at this moment at this time it's the right the right distribution channel. But who knows? I mean, I think that the shift is more towards having a thought leader sending you or telling you what to read, or where you want to read it or how you want to read it is is second. I would say. Sounds like a slackified world. Yeah. My God, in five years. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always, I don't know if you have that, but I don't have children. And, and I always think of what if, what if someday I get children? What, what will be the thing that I will look at and I'll say, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> well, actually, Henry can tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a five-year-old son. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I haven't really thought of that, you know, when I'm thinking about newsletters and, and stuff. But of course, like... Uh, it's crazy to think it's uh, you know when we talk talk to people who are I I don't know 15 or 20 years old today I'm 31 myself and uh, when I talk to people who are 10 years younger than me it's like what you don't know what a floppy disk is <laughs> you don't yeah. know what a VHS <laughs> is <laughs> have, you, have you have you never seen another you know a, a TV different from a flat screen you know um, and I mean it could possibly be that, like, my son will never know what an email is. You know, it's yeah, it could be. But what what is it the other way around? What will happen that you will tell your son, like, okay, this goes too far for me. This I can't I can't follow anymore. This is for me. It was the moment that I downloaded Snapchat. It was the moment that I realized <laughs> exactly. that I was not I was not 18 mo anymore, but I was 29. <laughs> I think we are a few people who <laughs> relate to that. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I I find that a very interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Like yeah. what we we see ourselves now as innovative, techie people, but what what will happen that will be even too far fetched for us that our children will find perfectly fine. So, um, as we are running out of time, not questions, obviously, because we could go on for hours and hours. Um, <laughs> we just we wanted to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter. Um, I will. <laughs> we, will the, we will add the link to, to this episode so that, so that everyone can find it easily. Uh, also, if, if you go to our website, uh, it, it is uh, checkyourfacts.eu. Uh, that's EU, like European Union, which uh, obviously is still up and running. And you will find <laughs> the, the, the newsletter subscription link at, at, at the bottom of the website. And of course don't don't forget to uh subscribe to the podcast on itunes or soundcloud or wherever you find us yeah and we also put out a few blogs um a few blogs a week about new episodes the making of this podcast and some use, useful tips and tools so you can find it all on our medium blog it's medium.com slash check your facts and uh, see you next time. Um, and out until then, don't don't forget to check your facts. Yeah, always check your facts. Uh, so, Nikki, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you a lot, and, and good <laughs> luck with with, uh, with the, the startup and with with your new channel in the digital digital journal of rocks. Community. Thanks, yeah. thanks a lot. <laughs> and, and and just just to clarify, so you said refuse. 
but it's it's actually in English it would be review, right? Review, yeah. Review, review so R review, review, review. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. Okay, it's, so it's... we will we will add the link because it's I think the the website is getreview.co. Co, yes, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's it, folks. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll back we'll be back in a week with a new guest. Thanks, Nikki. Bye.